How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Probiotics are most effective when they make it to your colon alive. That's why Seed developed a patented two-in-one capsule that safeguards viability of its DSO-1 daily symbiotic through digestion to deliver the maximum dose to your colon. No refrigeration necessary. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches Did you hear about the stuntman who broke his arm? He had to be recast. How did the hipster burn his lips? He drank his coffee before it was cool. I was going to tell you a joke about dirt, but it's beneath us. What do you call a herd of cows flying to Omaha? Steaks on a plane. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. Gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And uh, my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. Uh, this is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or on the internet. 
If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm and visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly... We are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your healthcare provider, acupuncturist, whatever, whoever. Just talk to somebody about it. Don't listen to us. Don't I listen mean, to us. I mean, for real. Good Lord. Good Lord. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Yeah, that's right. And uh, hopefully the people wearing headphones... Uh, <laughs> Their eardrums are still okay. Thank you, Ronnie B. Uh, don't forget to check stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all of your Amazon and online shopping needs. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That would be simplyherbals.net. And uh, uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. I'm going to do a Special one, it may be already be up by the time you get this, about borderline personality disorder. Gosh, do you know anybody that has that? Maybe you might have someone in your life that has that, and you will want to uh, know all about it and how to deal with them. What made you come up with that? Um, yeah. Okay. Can't think anything in particular. <laughs> and then, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and uh, check out our cameo at cameo.com slash weird medicine. Well, See, it's not now me, Tacey's is put, it? No, God, no. No. no is that what you've been you, thinking? Tacey. No. It's not Okay, her. no. She's just, making just, sure. You're just putting yeah, me on the spot, is what you're doing. Because um, you're hilarious, but I appreciate it. And then uh, cameo.com slash weird medicine. I'll say fluids to your mama for $6. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that, all the cameo money goes to ham radio stuff. <laughs> that's what that's there for. I have a separate account so that if I buy a ham radio thing, like an antenna or a radio or something. It's not coming out of the family account, God forbid. Mm -mm. I take uh, money out, or money, I take food out of the mouths of my children to buy ham radios. Mm -hmm. So that's what that cameo is for, and I really do appreciate it. But you are, uh, you are um, enabling a habit. In the world's but it's a good habit. Biggest antenna I've ever seen on a car. On a car. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's not hilarious. the biggest. So funny. I've seen it's, bigger ones, but it, mine's fatter. Mine's more girthy. I have a very girthy, you know, they say girth over length, right? Yeah. It's not the longest antenna in the world, but it is the girthiest. However, he cannot drive into the garage no. with it up. No, you got to get out and you... and you. Uh, hey, Scott, will you come out here and put my antenna down? Oh, I, so I'm sure that's in. how I sound like when I ask you to do that. That's a, that's a perfect impression. How many people Fucking do you guys... <laughs> how many people do you guys don't have to get out of the car for their antenna down? Well, and so like almost all ham radio operators and do. And it's like a 12-foot ceiling garage. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. Oh my god! <clears throat> hey, do you have do you have to put the thing down before you go under overpasses and, mm -mm. and stuff? No, I do have to put it down before I go into the, uh, the parking garage at my drive-through. Yeah, it depends if it's over. Yeah, if it's like under seven foot six or something, then yeah, I got to put it down. And then so I got if I go to the car wash, I have to unscrew it, and I've got a cap that I put on it. You can't get in our parking garage, can you? Yeah, not ours. No, I, I mean, I have to put it. Yeah. I either, well, what I can do, 
and the ham radio operators out there will understand this. I can set it to 50 megahertz, which is the the highest frequency it will do. So that makes the antenna the shortest it can be. Mm-hmm. And I can get in there with it just barely just touching the, the ceiling. As long as it doesn't break the concrete barriers no, with, the, with the low no, frequency, it would break the high frequencies it would break rattling or, or, or building falling down. All right. Well, uh, we're going to have um, – I'm changing the subject if you just figured that out. Uh, the fantastic flatulent Fart Brothers Big Book of Farty Facts from my niece Holly. And we're going to do our random uh, flatus fact today. And if you uh, find flatus humorous, you should go to flatusflute.com. And uh, check that out. It's uh, as we haven't talked about it in a while. It's basically a whistling butt plug. I have nothing to do with it, even though it has my name <laughs> and my visage on it. But um, Dan Tech and uh, Son of Fritz. Son of Fritz is a genius artist who we haven't heard from for a while. And uh, it's basically sort of Ren and Stimpy artwork where this big hairy ass is farting musical notes into my face, and I've got this big grin on my face like it's the greatest thing that anybody ever did. And uh, uh. But I have nothing to do with that. They were just fans of the show, and I promoted them, and then there you go. And then you end up on the packaging, and everyone's just thinking, well, that's Dr. Steve's whistling butt plug, uh-huh. but no. All right, so this is from the Fantastic Flatulent uh, Brothers' Big Book of Farty Facts. Turn to a random pages from page 103 if you're following along at home. Toot hello in the Amazon. Imagine living in a place where passing flatus is the most politest thing, uh, the most polite thing you can do. The Yanomami tribe who inhabit rainforest in Brazil and Venezuela pass flatus at each other when they want to say hello. Mm. We'd like to know how they answered the phone. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. You want to do another one? Okay, I'm going to mark yes. this one. Yes. All oh, right. please. Baby okay. Bread. <clears throat> Page 63, if you're following along at home. Fart Wars. Now, the rest of the time I will use clinical terms, but the title, I'll do the title as they wrote it. Fair enough. In 1994, Sweden and Russia nearly went to war over fish flatus. Swedish defense forces picked up underwater clicking noises in Stockholm Harbor, which sounded like Russian submarine signals. The Swedish Navy went on high alert while their prime minister sent an urgent, angry message to the Russian president. Yet there was no submarine to be found. How, how, what's the what's the Swedish chef? How does he go? Yeah, that, that's probably what it sounded like when they when they sent this urgent message. Okay, it it turned out if I had prepared for this, I would have had that drop. It turned out the little clicking noises were herring flatus, and see the page about fish flatus language. Sweden did not declare war against the. Uh, fish who were passing flatus. Oh, okay. Well, good. Stupid. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so ends the lesson for for this week. Mm. Scott, have you got anything for us today? Yeah, I got a couple things. All right. 
How's uh, Simply Herbals going? Simply Herbals going pretty well. Yeah. Selling, the, selling that nasal spray like crazy. The CBD nasal spray both. or the regular? Both. And both. The, re- the CBD one still has the peppermint in it? Yeah, they both. It, it's the base formula with peppermint oil, a little bit of honey, a little bit of salt, yeah. and um, buffered saline, buffered basically. Saline. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and with um, is it CBD. buffered saline or is it just saline though? At, at one time, you had baking soda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was buffered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It still is. It's still the base formula, but it's with the CBD oil that's um added. Yeah. For a um, good measure. <laughs> Yeah, why not? Make it big and strong. Throw it in there. Well, why not? We thought about throwing some other things in there, but astragalus, I'm sure. Exactly. Astragalus. What is that stuff? What if you put that in a nasal spray, would it smell just horrendous? No, is but it, it only comes really in powder form. There's not really like a Yeah, it would make it murky, oil, wouldn't it? Man. It'd be yucky. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> we could probably extract the oil. I'm sure you can. and there probably is such a thing. Um Hmm. Yeah, I would think, yeah. That'd be easy to do. I mean, yeah. I was an organic chemist. We ought to be able to do that. We do it, yeah. We've got a pretty big company here near us that can probably <laughs> extract yeah. something. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and I know some of those guys, too. But, yeah, uh, yeah we used to do that all the time. Yeah. yeah I have published an article as an undergraduate in the Journal of Organic Chemistry. Well, so it's, it, well you know, yeah. considering they, they make an oil out of clear sage. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you are one pathetic loser. I know it. <laughs> The Cleary Sage oil for hot flashes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They, they Wait a minute. You gave Tacy some of that it's, stuff. Yeah, gave Tacy mm-hmm. some of that. So, okay, let's talk about that. Why don't you talk a little bit about the symptoms you were having? Oh. And then what uh, Dr. Quack over here gave you. <laughs> and then l- let us know if it worked. Well, he gave me two things. Well, tell us what you were the problem you were having first. Oh. Establish the problem, then we'll talk about the solution. A burning fire from within my soul. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Like carrying around an oven, constant sweats. Nobody else is sweating. Why am I sweating? Yeah. Red face, just hot, just yeah. hot. And um, yeah, he, it, and it, and it's worse in the summer, of course. Sure, because it's and, hot. Yeah, because it's hot, and you can't. So Scott gave it. you. And then Steve's having cost-cutting measures, so mm-hmm. the temperature in our house is set at 73 degrees. You oh. heard that? Oh, 73 God. degrees. Wow. That's like being in the equator. I mean, <laughs> really? <it's>, what's... <laughs> a trainer would say it's Check your Wakanda taste, or whatever. <laughs> what's what? it now? She's retired. Be nice. I know. She's under Check a lot of stress. She's, she's under a lot of stress. I know most people keep theirs at 68, which mm. would be, oh, my God. But anyway, so you gave me two things, pills. Yes. And the oil. Um, by the way, just it's always been at 73. It's just now she's noticed it because she's got she was having no, I've never liked it, not once. Okay, never said anything about it, not once. But anyway, there, it's fine. Okay, well, it's, so. it's different when you have hot flashes, is my understanding. Yes, no, I get it. No, I, I get it. You Like when I had my, I don't know if we've even talked about my ass issue on this show, but when I had that, you know, you never think about your stupid rectum mm-hmm. until, until it hurts. someone's wrecked it. And then, uh, and then that's all you can think about. So I get it. You you don't think about the temperature until you have hot flashes all the fucking time. And then that's all you can think about. So yeah. I, I'm just being an asshole. I I do get it. That's why I wanted the pool so bad. Mm-hmm. Is because of my hot flashes. Yeah. So anyway, so you gave me two things. She gets a pool. She gets a, a yeah. okay. Anyway, go on. 
<laughs> and I've been I, wanting to. I'm just to... so glad I'm leaving after this show. And you Are can... you leaving? <laughs> I'm going to get the hell out of here. It's going to get dangerous. Oh. I'm about ready to open the window, but we're there. So I don't know how that would do with your allergies, but we need to talk about it. Yep. Okay. So anyway. Okay. So um, you gave me two things. Yep. It's just like the fifth time I've said that. Yep. And the pills and then the pepper. It's not peppermint. No. Tell her what no, it is. No, it's cleary sage oil. But it feels like pepperminty yeah. on. Yeah, it's, very, it's, it's, it's got a little spicy. spicy. Yeah, it's, a little spicy. And, and, and it's, it, it's awesome, and it's also awesome in a diffuser as well. Mm-hmm. So it smells, It's got a lovely smell, doesn't it? Yeah, smells yeah. so good. It's got a lovely smell. And the pills also were, yep. were quite helpful. Yep. But now it's, you know, summer just got the hell out, and it's, all, you know, cold now, so. Cooling off. So is that a good thing that it's cooling off? Oh, I mean, my obviously, God. yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, did these things help? Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I've got, I've got because there's all kinds of prescription strength stuff, yeah. but some of it is. Um, yeah, some kind of those prescription things for hot flashes are, I, th- I think, can cause more issues. That's what I was having. Than, I was on bioidentical yeah. hormones, and you know the. I'm going through the change. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the period cycle was a nightmare, yep. and I just, you know. Well, and you have fucked up periods anyway because you have polycystic ovaries. Yes. So, so um, <clears throat> it was just, but enough about me. No, 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 the, no, 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 no. This is a, this is a good topic. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I was put on. It really is, yeah. So you were put on a birth control pill. Yes. And that really helped with my periods by taking them away. Right. And so that that was awesome, but it but then the hot flashes of course came back. Yeah. And so I, I was kind of miserable this summer. I remember standing in line in Nashville waiting on hot chicken in the hot sun. <laughs> and, no. and and it was waiting to get hot chicken in a restaurant that was not air conditioned. Hattie's isn't air conditioned. No, I, there's I was only there. There's only okay. As as it, oh, you were gonna eat outside. Hottest fucking day of the year. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, and and no line, room inside. Yeah, and and it. it was it was Gay Pride. There was NASCAR. Yeah, it was just busy. And and so the line went around the building, and there's seating for about twenty people, but the air conditioner at that point wasn't working because it was so hot and the doors were constantly sure. being open. Sure, sure, sure. So and we didn't weren't lucky enough to get to sit. In the semi air conditioning. God, how good was it though? You know, uh, you couldn't enjoy it. Can, yeah, can, sweaty, hot, hot chicken. Yeah. You know, I would have rather had ice cream. I ate there at the Nashville WATP event with Carl, the cow photographer, and Vinny. And um, I have this weird thing, and this has nothing to do with your hot flashes. The first bite of anything that's got capsaicin in it, which is the active ingredient in hot as fuck food um <laughs> uh it causes a histamine release and i start my my eyes run my nose runs i'll sneeze and i had my voice and my you know my throat mm-hmm. goes up like that and then it goes away and i'm totally fine i can i can eat it it looks like i'm the most miserable person in the world but i'm loving it yeah. <laughs> i looked around nobody else was sweating nobody yeah. and it was just pouring off my face and it's yeah. just really 
Yeah, you know, sucks. I'm pro headband. I'm just going to say that right now. I know that they're so. You're pro 80s. headband, but I've never seen you wear one. No, but I'm. I would have done anything to have one then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. awful. So, anyway. So, well, some of the prescription strength stuff um, for hot flashes. Uh, so now that we don't just routinely put people on estrogen anymore. Mm-hmm. We used to do that as soon as you went through menopause. You were on estrogen until right. you, the day you died. And we thought that we were improving hip fracture. And we actually probably were, but we were also increasing breast cancer incidence by about 1 in 10,000. It wasn't a lot. So you'd have, instead of 1 in 11 women getting breast cancer, you'd have 1 in 11.0001. But still, multiply that out across all of the you know, women of age in the United States, yeah, millions, and in the world, yeah, it's a yeah. it's a lot of extra cases of breast cancer. So we cut that shit out, but then we were left with, what do we do about all these hot flashes? So you have black cohosh, mm-hmm. that is, um, you know, a sort of a Dr. Scott type mm-hmm. thing. But you did not give me that. No, no, we got it. We well, got it is, yeah. it is, you know, it's a phytoestrogen though. I've always, I haven't seen any. Any, um, in other words, it's sort of an estrogenic molecule but derived plant. from plants. Plant right. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But does that really, if it has the same effects as estrogen? Like soy. Would it, right. And that's another one. Would it um, still have the same effects on breast cancer? And the answer is we don't really know. Now, there's not, to our knowledge, been an association with breast cancer or uterine cancer with it. But I don't think it's nobody's spent the no the, nobody's the spent the money either. no nobody's right spent because the money time, yeah. yeah nobody's making enough money yeah. off of it that, which is sad yeah. so uh, so most people feel that it's probably safe but I'm not okay with probably I mean when I had my lung mass they said yeah you probably don't have lung cancer I mean try try walking around with that yeah. oh we okay then. <laughs> I well, won't ever think about it again then. So. I do walk around with that with my thyroid. Oh, it's probably not cancer. But if it is, right. thyroid cancer doesn't kill people. Well, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Usually. Usually, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that that's what they either. told me. I know. That's, yeah. I know, I know. So, uh, so you've got that stuff. And then you've got the SSRI-type mm-hmm. antidepressants. You can use those, Prozac and Zoloft and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for... But, Tacey, you're on those, and you still have hot oh, flashes. Oh, yeah, take so all kinds of psych meds. Not helping with that. Mm-hmm. But those are relatively effective in people with mild symptoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some OBGYNs who will still use estrogen, for a short period of time, and like Premarin, which, by the way, gets its name from pregnant mare's urine, so that's not a myth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and But there are soy-derived ones and yam-derived estrogen pills and stuff. But they'll do it just long enough to get the hot flashes under control, and then they'll stop it, which in Tacey's case wouldn't work because it just goes on and on and on. It's not a transient phenomenon. With no. Her. It's just so embarrassing. It's so, just so embarrassing. Then you have things that just stop you from sweating, like um, glycopyrrolate and stuff like that, and that will help with the sweating part, but it doesn't stop the hot flashes. So, no. anyway. Then it's double miserable. No, you need to sweat and you can't. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, but if you got to go to a meeting, though, 
and you got to give a presentation and you're you have this the last thing you want to do is be standing up there just dripping oozing sweat from every pore <laughs> it's not good shoot I think that's that's when I'd be saying, "Hey guys, listen, you're gonna excuse me, but I'm gonna be dripping from every pore here." So <laughs> yeah, that's, get over that's it. That's great, and <laughs> get over it. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Um, I have a question about Paxlovid. You want to answer that one, Tace? You want to do that one? Sure. sure. Okay. I mean, I personally don't want to answer it. It's Dr. Steve. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, man, the leprosy of the heart valve guy. What? Okay. Okay. Oh, oh here he is. Uh, hey, Dr. Steve. This is Darren. <laughs> hey, How you doing, uh, Dr. Scott? Fabulous. Casey, it's good to hear from everybody today. I uh, I was calling to let you know I took your advice, and I was really so happy I did. So uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday, I was feeling really awful. thought I had a sinus infection. So Wednesday, I couldn't go to work. I had some nausea. I went to the doctor when they finally opened at 8 a.m., oh. and I tested positive Sorry. for COVID. Ooh, oh, rats. Anyway, so. I'm, I know he said he did He um tested positive for COVID, but I'm fixating on his sort of <laughs> sideways. Oh, yeah, when they finally, finally opened, opened at 8 a.m. <laughs> so they said, well, yeah, you're positive. And I thought, hmm, that's awful. What did Dr. Steve say? Oh, yeah, as soon as you're diagnosed, take Paxlovid. No, I didn't say that. And the doctor <laughs> says, well, I can call it in if you take a kidney function test. And I said, absolutely, let's go get this test done and get me on this. So by Friday, uh, Wednesday said. evening, I was taking Paxlovid, and by Friday evening, I was feeling good. Saturday morning, I was great. Um, I didn't even finish taking all the Paxlovid. I Whoa. don't know if I should have or not, but yes. I feel like a million bucks now. Thank you for all the advice. I appreciate your help getting us all through COVID. Okay, man. Well, okay. I'm glad. I was waiting for the <laughs> Dr. Steve told me this and that asshole, you know, something. I'm waiting for the Paxlovid rebound call. Yep. 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 Well, okay. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Paxlovid is a uh, combination drug. It has two drugs in it. One of them was an antiretroviral drug called ritonavir. And uh, this is a drug that is now, uh, well, okay, we have molnupiravir and Paxlovid are the two oral outpatient drugs for people that don't have severe disease. 
In other words, you get it, you go to your doctor, you get a prescription, you go home, you recuperate, and you, and you do okay. Mm-hmm. Paxlovid's data showed that there was an 80 to 90% decrease in hospitalization, mm-hmm. whereas molnupiravir was only about 30%. So they were pushing the Paxlovid. But what they found is, is if you give it to people under 50, it really doesn't seem to have that benefit. Now, you'll get better faster. Okay. You'll feel better faster. Okay. But uh, and the reason is that um, those people under fifty probably not at high risk. And molnupiravir, we've been using it more for people who are, you know, not exactly high risk, but they feel like shit, and their insurance will pay for it, and they can get it, and they get, they feel better faster, and they weren't at that high risk of going to the hospital anyway. But it's um, for Paxlovid is for the high risk, non-hospitalized patients with what they call mild to moderate COVID-19, okay? So this person would have been mild, and he didn't have any shortness of breath and uh, or uh, um, uh, hypoxia, you know, low blood oxygen. Mm-hmm. And if he was, so what's the risk? So um, 65 or older, you, you qualify. So if I get it, I qualify any medical condition or anything else that increases the risk for severe COVID-19, and that can be um, uh, diabetes mellitus, a, a immune disorder, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know. And it could comorbidities, anything that puts you at risk for going to the hospital with this shit. Gotcha. So, uh, uh, so you don't have to be 65 or older if you have one of those mm-hmm. risk factors. And um, you have to have mild to moderate symptoms. Let's just hit the, uh, let's see here, medical conditions. So here's, here are several of them that I haven't mentioned. Chronic kidney disease, chronic liver disease, any chronic lung diseases like asthma or uh, COPD, pulmonary embolism, pulmonary hypertension, kids with cystic fibrosis. Dementia, diabetes, we already mentioned, and then uh, people who are uh, dependent on activities of daily living. In other words, people who need help. They can't do everything for themselves. They may be bed-bound, particularly uh, heart uh, conditions, HIV, infection, or any other immunocompromised condition. Okay, So those are the people that you would want to give this stuff to. And uh, you can start the treatment within five days of symptom onset. It doesn't have to be the same day, but it is the earlier, the better. And, uh, and you can't be hospitalized. Talk about the rebound. Yeah, so there's That's this interesting some... phenomenon. Of, uh, there's a, a, it's a minority of people, but a minority of people will come off the Paxlovid, they'll do great, and then their symptoms will come back. Or they'll test positive again, which isn't necessarily the same thing. You know, lots of people will test positive that actually aren't infectious. Now, I believe uh, Joe Biden had Paxlovid rebound. Yes. And uh, so he, although I don't think he had symptoms, I'm I'm not his physician. And I, uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't stay up on all of his medical issues. But uh, my understanding was that he tested positive after he stopped the Paxlovid, but was relatively asymptomatic at that point. So 
Anyway, and, and this person's story is very common. Mm-hmm. You think the allergies are getting you. I got it in September. It was like that's when I always get my allergies, and I just felt like that. But then I started feeling worse than normal with my allergies. So I got a nurse at the hospital. Hey, take my temp. It was 103.5. There I was you like, go. God damn it. So anyway, mm-hmm. there are drug-to-drug interactions with Paxlovid, more so than there are with molnupiravir. Uh, any drugs that are dependent on the cytochrome P450 uh, 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 pathway, and uh, those would be drugs like uh, rifampin, uh, ketoconazole, and stuff like that. You just talk to the pharmacist. Mm-hmm. You know, are you on something? That is uh, that could be causing a, a drug interaction with Paxlovid. They will check that if they're worth anything, and then hormonal contraceptives, and then anybody that's on uh, like a triple combination for HIV, they need to let them know that they're on that. Okay. <clears throat> All right. All right. Yeah. All good. Right. Well, I'm glad he got better. Yay. Even if I think. What he took from what I said was a little different than what I meant to say, but that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's try this one. It's called the Pelvic Bruce. Howdy, Doc. Hey, can I call you Doc? Of course. They call me Sprucey, Doc, so you All right. can call me Sprucey, too. What up, Sprucey? Hello as well to you, Dr. Scott, and my hats off to the lovely Miss Tate. Hey, hey. Oh, well, hey. nice. I have this embarrassing medical question. What a gentleman. About my genitals, and everyone knows them's the most embarrassing kind of questions. Well. Well, uh, now, about a year ago, I hooked up with this woman I met doing some online dating. Okay. We'd been sexing and texting for a couple of weeks. The tension was mighty thick and pulpy the night she come over to do it with me, and boy. How, this, this, this world is just a different, this is an alien world to me. <laughs> Sexing and stuff before you even meet somebody. And then getting them over there. You get them, I guess you get so revved up, you got to bring them over and then just just go, go, go ham. Tail, go go ham on them, yeah. How did we do it, Doc? She Good. was a begging for harder and I gave it to her harder. Good. Harder than I'd ever thought was possible. Uh-oh couple days after this legendary bone and I've seen I had a small bruise just to the left of my massive cock. Okay. A few days more humble and that brag. there bruise turned into a gnarly bullseye looking bruise about ten inches. Wait, that wasn't a humble brag, that was an actual brag. Which is why it even turned the base of that huge cock of mine a little black and blue. Okay. Now a smarter man than me might have gone to a doctor about that time, but doc, <laughs> I ain't a smart man. I got to tell myself it was a bruise on my pelvic bone or something like yeah. that. But that okay, reason. Give yourself a bill. <laughs> I would say that's what that I was. That's kind of stupid and unlikely, seeing as the woman involved didn't have any such bruises herself. Well, now okay. it didn't look like any kind of STD that I'd ever seen or nope. heard of, and it just kind of went away and it slipped off into the back of my mind. Looking back sometime later, I got to thinking that it must have been some kind of hernia or something like that. Mm-hmm. So my question is this, Doc. But heavily physical sexual intercourse give a man a hernia around the groin? No. Well, could yes, but body. that's not what this was. Performance later on. What should I have done if it were a hernia? And what do I do now? Okay, let's talk a little bit about a hernia. Wait, so, there's still half the call. i got to find out what the hell is left on this thing. Hang on. I have noticed a little lack of sensitivity down there, and I'm a little scared. No. Well, Doc, that there is my question for okay, you. I yeah. do hope that question makes it on your show. Hell Y'all yeah. have such a great doctor and show. I'm going to be man. seeing a urologist this here Friday, and okay. I was going to tell him this whole story, too. Oh, so he's probably already got the answer. But, mm. uh, yeah, no, I think it was a bruise. And sometimes what will happen is, um, yeah, I mean, just depending on how the anatomy was, she doesn't have to have a bruise. Mm. Especially if she's got 
you know, I mean, if you, yeah. if you punch somebody in the mouth, you might break their teeth, mm-hmm. but you don't break your hand necessarily. I mean, it's not reciprocal. You don't have the same injury. Unless I mean, that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> Yeah, if you do it right. Yeah, if you do it right, you will. Um, you might scrape your knuckle or something. Yeah. And yeah, so well. you can see that you, you could have a different injury than she would. I would say she is as, as vigorous as you were rogering her, <laughs> uh, that she probably did have some discomfort down there, but she wouldn't necessarily have a visible bruise. Maybe some internal bruising possible. Maybe, but what was probably happening was his pelvic bone was coming into contact with her pelvic bone, and he may be thinner than she is down there. He may have uh, less meat between his outside and that and the pel- the pubic bone which is above the um, the penis mm-hmm. and uh, he may have just bruised it mm-hmm. you know bruising is just where you get some you know uh, bleeding underneath the skin mm-hmm. and he may have noticed that it spread I think he said that it did it spread till it surrounded the base of his giant meaty cock mm-hmm. and um, oh no, 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 no we don't need that and um, <clears throat> he also uh, probably would have noticed that it changed from a purplish color to a greenish color, then yellow, and then disappeared. Now, a hernia would be a swelling. Yeah, and would not go away. And it wouldn't just go away. It it could come and go, but it will still continue to come and go. A hernia, anytime tissue passes through a hole, basically, or a tunnel that it's not supposed to, mm-hmm. we call that a hernia. Mm-hmm. So you can get a direct hernia in the groin, you know, adjacent to the, um, you know, the juncal region. Mm-hmm. And a direct hernia is where the abdominal wall passes directly through the, um, the ab, you know, the weakness in the abdominal wall and makes a swelling there. Or you can have an indirect hernia. Mm-hmm where the uh, abdominal contents actually pass through the rings that go uh, into the scrotum, and it's that sort of tunnel through which the vas deferens goes to attach to the... Because, I mean, if you think about it, you got testicles in the scrotum, and then there are these two flexible tubes called the vas deferens, or vas defera, maybe. I don't know. No, vas... De- va- differences. Vasa deferens. The vas differences. It's probably vasa difference. I'm going to have to look that up, what the Uh-oh. plural of vas deferens is. The vas deferens is. Echo, what's the plural <laughs> of vas deferens? Vas deferens. Vas. Everybody knows that. Okay, vas. She doesn't know either. No. It's worthless. So, um... Anyway, so yes, the, the, let's let's just talk about one of them. The vas deferens on the left will pass through the inguinal canal because it's got to get out of the scrotum and into the body, right? So there's this canal that it passes through. Well, other shit can go the other way, and sometimes it's a chunk or a loop of bowel. Mm-hmm. Um, I we had I've told this story before that one of my anatomy professors talked about. A patient that was so obese that his stomach was so gigantic, and I mean his actual stomach, not his gut. Mm -hmm. His stomach was so gigantic that it actually herniated into his scrotum, and every time he would drink coffee, his left testicle would get hot. No. no, for real. I swear. Yeah, no, he told this story. Um, second, oh, my word. Second, second year of medical school. That's a hell of a tummy. 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, and those kinds of hernias you want to get repaired because they can just get worse. And if you get a an incarcerated hernia, in other words, if something passes through there and then twists, then it will swell, and then you can't reduce it again, and then it's going to uh, be uh, uh, dying, yes, and then causing and... it will cause a medical or surgical sorry a surgical emergency that can be life threatening. Yeah. So yeah. you want to get those things taken care of. That's not what this was. This was it sounds like a post traumatic yeah. sort of bruising situation. Well, if he if he listened to some of our former shows where we talk about if you lose thirty pounds of that is true of weight, you gain one inch of. Penis, penis length. Size. Well, you regain it. I regain it, yeah. Because you can't just lose 130 pounds and expect to have whatever that works yeah. out. To yeah, be. if you don't have a lot of fat around. Yeah, you couldn't lose pad. 350 pounds and gain 10 inches. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, because that curve is only linear for part of the curve. Right. And then it's, uh, it's, it's pretty horizontal at the beginning, becomes linear, and then turns out to be horizontal at the top. Yeah, we would say in mathematics that it has an asymptotic limit. In other words, there's just so much that you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, before well, you just can't go any further. There's an absolute limit. You were born with a certain penis size. You're just going to reveal it over time <laughs> by losing fat. And some people start out with negative. You know, if yeah. they're inverted, you know, it's two inches down in there. Uh, when you're flaccid, then yeah, you got to count that. So you got to lose seventy pounds just to get it to zero. That's that's like this. That's like your your um, what was it? We we started talking about it a couple times ago. The um, scared penis syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shrinkage. The shrinkage. <laughs> George Costanza knows about that, and also the cremaster reflex is a reflex that pulls that there are, the cremaster muscle pulls the j- male junkage up toward the body particularly when it's too cold just to keep make sure that the testicles stay nice and toasty they're supposed to be 3 degrees below body temperature but if it gets to be 12 degrees then it'll it, that's when George Costanza's the shrinkage will kick in surely yeah. she knows what shrinkage is i need to get a drop of that will you <laughs> send me a note to get a drop of the shrinkage I do have one from TV. That's my favorite. You are a liar, actress. Go the f*** out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Davide. All right. Uh, Let's do one on an unsuccessful vasectomy. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hey, man. Larry here. Hey, man. We've talked and emailed a few times of different subjects. I just went in for a vasectomy. Excellent. And it was unsuccessful. No, that's not excellent. We got the right side uh, quick and easy. The left side, I have four puncture wounds on the left side. Now, because the fast defron was too short or lacked slack for oh, him. Okay. Oh, it was your fault. Uh, I was okay. I was painted. Uh, all the medical students out there, take note. Anytime something like this happens, always blame the patient. Yes. Perfect. Oh, your yeah, vas deferens was too uh, you should was have too done short. what I told you to do. No, it was that uh, you were. You should have grown them better. You should, should have grown them better. Exactly uh. right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not fun with this, but anyway, um, next week we have uh, surgery scheduled to put me under at a hospital to get it. I just would love some information, clarification. Oof. Has anybody done with this? Whatever. Yeah, this, is a, 
My doctor said... Sorry, dude. This is a very old phone call. I guess it's all done by now. If you had it done, call in. But This was his first time having this happen in 10 years. The nurse that he called in... Okay, so he had this done the same way. Have you had a vasectomy? No. No, you have not. Okay, so... I've told the story of having mine on this show multiple times in the past where they put me up and like I'm getting a pap smear and he gets out a dry daisy razor and he's just going scritch, 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 scritch. I'm in there for the whole thing. Scraping. Yeah. And then Tacey comes in at, well, he had already started, but then he, you know, and then he's in there and I see blood everywhere and Tacey's in there and he's like, yeah, did you enjoy Cafe Pacific the other night and all this kind of shit? It's like, Jesus Christ, pay attention. (laughs) Pay attention. Delicate Keep stuff. looking at Tacey's tits. That's delicate stuff. He there, was man. not. Yes, that was before your reduction mammoplasty, too, and you were looking pretty damn good. But anyway, <laughs> um, not that you don't look good now. <laughs> now that they've grown back, you look great. But Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I'm an I, I asshole. It's going to be a cold night. Oh, wait, it's going to be <laughs> fine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You make it worse by saying <laughs> those things. I love it. Sleeping on the couch yeah, tonight. Oh, don't worry, Dr. Steve. You can sleep in my pool house. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, that was cool. Um, first see. time having this. Oh, yeah. So uh, this, um, when this happened, I'm sure because he was awake, and, and there's nothing worse than hearing the uh, surgeon that's operating you when you're wide awake go, hmm, hmm. this isn't, I've never seen this before. Uh, and oops, that's also a bad one. So, yeah. Well, that's because you're an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, mm, that's, that's, that's distressing. So anyway, yeah. yeah so they're going to put him under and do uh, an open vasectomy under anesthesia, and he'll have some stitches in his in his scrotum, but he'll be okay. Yeah. He just has weird weird anatomy. It'd be nice if you could just sort of yank on the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're trying to pass electrical cable and you just sort of, it gets stuck and you just wiggle it and you're jiggling it up and down. Then you yank on it, you know, but yeah, I guess you can't do that in this case. Snap. (laughs) I I, I think I heard it. Yep. Well, that probably would work. That's going to be swollen for a couple days, son. They've always said if you, if you, however, you know, they fold it back and then they'll burn it and they'll sew it up and all that stuff. Because the old saying was in urology circles, if you put two pieces of vas deferent in the same room together, they will eventually grow back together if you don't watch it. So. All right. Well, you guys ready to get out of here? I'm ready. Are you? Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything from the waiting room before we go? No, they've all been very good today. And well, no, it's, that's well not good. It's good no. when they ask questions. But that's no. Okay. no, no, no Just questions kidding. today. Well, they're very good. We enjoy having them. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, uh, well, thanks to uh, Dr. Scott. Thanks, Tacey. Thanks to uh, everyone who's made the show happen over the years. Appreciate our friends who are here every week in the waiting room. Check yes. us out at, at YouTube.com. Oh, boy, I can't remember. Slash C. Oh, just, just Google or, or search. Google it. Search Dr. Steve Weird Medicine. You'll find our channel. And uh, or follow us on Twitter and then you can just come in here or Wednesday or Thursday afternoon. Usually we'll be uh, doing our thing. And uh, I know a lot of people watch Anthony instead of us. And that's fine. I don't blame you. I would, too. Um, but we've got old uh, Recluse. Oh, Recluse. I get it. Barb Parrish is there. Scott O. Um, 
Yes, see. Scott Owens is first time watching this. Live. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. good deal. Amanda Davidson, Sean Pedrick. I don't see. Um, I don't see Greg Rogers in here today. But anyway, enjoy everybody being here. And uh, yeah, you'll notice. Like I said, I read the things at the end. I don't spend 20 minutes reading everybody's fucking name at the beginning of the show. So that would be boring and stupid. Um, uh, listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103s. Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Hopefully, we're still on SiriusXM. I think what happened, by the way, is Jim McClure is on vacation, and he might be in Florida. So uh, that might be why I haven't heard back from him. Or we could be canceled. Or we could be canceled, but we're still on the log for this weekend next, so I'm, you know... We're just going to keep... I told Lewis Johnson, I'll just keep sending you shows till you tell me to stop. We're also not high priority. No, of course not. So... There no, was a time when we no, were... were awesome, though. The, when we were very low priority, and now it's we're worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. There you go.